0: My name is Christopher Thomas Plant. My name is Ross Fraschek. Welcome to The Resties, where the rest of the best discuss the best of the rest. This week, we are talking about Stray. What is Stray? Well, you know that song, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat? Stray is a video game about letting you do that very thing. What song is that?
1: Everybody no, Wants I didn't, to Be a Cat. I didn't ask with the interest of you singing it. I just wanted. To...
0: is Who where is it's at.
1: Who, who Who is So singing? it's in the Aristocats, and
0: I'm pretty oh. sure it probably has, like, racist stuff in it because, like, half that movie is, yeah. It uh, is of that era. But yeah, the the, the game, uh, it's not just that. It has trash-eating bio-monsters. It has a cast system of robots who have been abandoned by their creators, and I'm going to do my best not to talk about Nier for half the episode. Oh, boy. And uh, it has gamer fuel, which apparently will outlast all of us. But first... There's a different type of uh, a robot abandonment that I wanted to talk to you about, Fresh. Okay. I bought a Tamagotchi. Oh, yeah. We've talked
1: about it on the show. Have we talked about how I'm treating it? No. So I think you had just gotten it. And I remember asking you, why would you do that? Mm, so that's a good question.
0: And when I'm, re- I'm wrestling with, because I, I have it, and I there's the little tab, you know, where, where it connects the battery to the system. Yeah, don't then you like pull take that out, the tab out, and yeah. then it comes to life. Yes, and I did that, and uh, I immediately realized I was in no way prepared to take care of this thing. So I put the tab back in, <laughs> oh. and then I realized that like that I killed the Tamagotchi. So then I t- I like um, I took it out the next day, and I was like, okay, no, now I'm ready. Play. I played for like three or four hours, and then I realized, you know what? I'm no. I'm still not. I'm still not prepared for this sort of commitment.
1: There's so many layers to this. You played Tamagotchi for three or four hours.
0: Yeah, no, you mean like I, I like got it set up. I, it, it was a lot. It was doing its thing. Yeah, and I was like, no, I'm not gonna do right by you. I'm not gonna check in later. This is I'll, I'll so put, fucked up. I'll put the tab back in. Oh my god! And now I, it, the tab's still in. I have not, I have not, I have not taken it back out yet. Because I don't want to get back into Tamagotchi until I'm I'm
1: ready. This poor Tamagotchi is blinking in and out of existence. It doesn't know whether it's here, alive, or dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Horrible. I
0: I, I think like that's the metaphor that I want to go with is it's like a a god. I I don't wanna go with like I think there's many metaphors. I'm gonna go with it's a god who is like, you know what, I'm bored. I'm gonna create Adam and Eve does it for five minutes, and they're like, oh my gosh, we are, what? what is going on? Humanity stands before us, and he's like, actually, you know what? I've got to get some Fortnite done. I'm going to put you back in the bottle. <laughs> and then just, like, snaps his fingers, and then they're gone. So you're the god in this scenario. I mean, what, what else are you when you are playing with Tamagotchi but a god? I mean,
1: it's just like you have a pet. It's like you have a dog in the house. It's not, yeah, like... But- what do you think a go- like a dog? What do you think a dog thinks you are?
0: I mean, would you hump your god's leg? <laughs> I'm not asking. Are dogs reasonable creatures? Uh, I I just I I don't know. So
1: you think dogs think of us as gods? <sighs> Probably. And they think it is in their wheelhouse to have sex with a leg of a god. There's only so
0: many ways to show respect as a dog. That's true. You know. when when sniffing butts that's true you know it's 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 uh show don't tell
1: (laughs) oh boy starting off hot let's talk about cats after this break welcome
0: back we're here to talk about stray a game that i here's how i expect this episode to go and don't tell me the answer i'm just going to put down my prediction i'm okay. going to put the chips down and then wait the you should end... put your
1: prediction in a little envelope and then we'll open it at the end of the segment okay one second i'm writing it down oh boy i'm so okay. excited oh, do we
0: need okay. okay okay it's written down okay written down great um uh, so i have a prediction written down first question for you now that yes. we have that <laughs> that that thrilling bit of exposition taken care of this is a game about you being a cat first and foremost science fiction whoever is playing it, there's all the all these other layers but above all else you are a cat and you do cat things yeah yep is
1: this a cute cat unquestionably yes great do you do do you like have a moment of hesitation in that no uh somebody
0: on our team at polygon compared this cat to puss in boots and I think what? that's true. I mean, like they're both orange. I orange guess orange tabbies. Yeah, sure. And I think, I think if you, if you went to Dolly, that the the
1: AI art generator. Yeah, sure.
0: And you said make the cutest version of a real life Garfield. You would get yeah. this
1: cat. It's I, yeah. So I don't want people to get the wrong idea because Puss in Boots. I in my Im- imagination, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots is like a kitten cat like sure, sure, structurally sure, sure, sure. more kidney. uh obviously a hat and <laughs> boots and a sword. But apart from that, this is like a, an adult cat. And I would also say like P- Puss in Boots, very cartoony, um, at least in the newer iterations of Puss in Boots. Yes. This cat is like, I would say one of the most realistic video game cats I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, is that fair to say?
0: Yes, it does that tricky thing uh, that all cats do. Where you don't know how big or small they are, like Uh, every time you see them. I didn't know that
1: was a thing. Well, no,
0: it's like because like cats, they can kind of stretch in a a way, like when they jump. Long, you're You're talking about length. Yeah, it's like you are five times longer than I thought you were. Or they like kind of like, oh, they tighten up, and you're like, you're a little bitty thing. Yeah, this cat, they they nail it without it looking weird.
1: Yeah, no, it looks it looks like a straight up normal cat that you would see at someone's house or something. Yes, it is in fact the only normal-looking thing. in the Well, entirety. there are other cats that also look normal. Okay, sure.
0: Well, very briefly at the beginning. Yes, but you, this cat, get you effectively descend Mad God style for the people who actually went and watched Mad God. All seven, <laughs> congratulations to you. Um, uh, you descend into this like underworld where there's no natural light. There are robots living on the bottom level. It is effectively trash town.
1: Um, and your goal is to, cl- I guess, climb back up. Yeah, to- get back to your... Basically, you were with your friends hanging, and you made a wrong step, and you fell. And now you're in this under underground-like society trying to get back to humanity, but you're just a cat, and you just have cat powers. Or do you? Yeah, yeah that's the question, because you meet... You meet
0: a robot named B12, which sounds like a vitamin, but I believe actually, it's actually... Actually,
1: I want to talk... Before we talk about the robot, I want okay. to talk about like the first hour or so of the game. Is it about how it's boring? No. It's oh. the total opposite of that.
0: Really? I like how... the first hour, but everybody I talk
1: to keeps telling me it's boring, and I keep wondering what what's wrong with me. Okay. So the first hour of this game is you are a cat running around and doing cat things. Yeah. Straight up. And... You're just a cat. You're just a cat, so you're jumping from ledge to ledge. You're like, oh, I'm gonna walk on this ledge instead of this ledge. I'm knocking over like paint cans off a ledge because you know how cats love knocking things off ledges. Um, You're scratching walls, drinking from puddles. Um, You're like laying down on carpets, all cat stuff. And the vibe I was getting, and again, I I knew apart from knowing that it was about a cat, I knew very little about this game. And I honestly thought the entire game was going to be a cat survival story where there was no dialogue whatsoever. And you were basically just going to like experience this world as a cat, like a silent, like a limbo, but from a the perspective of a cat or like inside same developers. So that like, I, I was expecting like a physics based puzzle adventure game in the style of limbo, but you're a cat.
0: Ooh. So, like, you would you
1: as the human player would understand the story, but the cat themselves would not. Yeah, but no, but that's what I'm saying. A cat would also understand the story because the only things that you're experiencing are from the perspective of a cat. So it might be, like, really confusing, but you're sort of gleaning certain notes. Like, again, I think limbo and inside... Are a good analogy, because they don't explicitly say what's going on in the plot of those games, but you sort of glean a little information based on, you know, visual clues. That is not the game, though. I know. I'm just saying, the first hour of the game is that. That's true. And And then then it it. pump fakes. And then it pump fakes and does something very different. Yeah, you meet a robot. Yes.
0: B12, named after the studio that made it, not after a vitamin. Well, maybe the studio was named after a vitamin. Mm, possible yeah um and b12 is effectively your voice like it's an intermediary who flies around adorable little it's like Navi. By. i don't think it's the cat's voice i think it's like like no no I, yeah that's what i mean is th- behaves as like as a mechanic as your voice because it talks to other people or translate stuff yeah and then it feeds that back to you and I guess the logic is you are a cat and there is nothing special about you, but cats might actually have a language and this robot can speak it. That's my read is like you are not like a uniquely gifted cat.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I don't think you're a super cat, uh, but I don't get the sense that the cat is I'm sorry, the robot is speaking for the cat. I think the robot has motivations and is using the cat. Not in oh. a, like an aggressive way, just in a like a you know mutual benefi- beneficial sort of way to yes. accomplish the robot's goals.
0: Yes, I, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I mean, speaking purely on a mechanical sense of the dialogue
1: happens through. Yes, B12. literally, the cat is not talking; the robot is talking.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and then B twelve is also your way of like doing things that the cat just can't do. So you find items like. Aforementioned a gamer fuel and B twelve was like, let me just deatomize that and put it into my like magical container, and then I can rematerialize it wherever you need it. Which is some real good um video game explanation. It is of something. I, I it reminds me of. Did you ever see that movie? Thank you for smoking. Yes. Where they're like, hey, we. It's these like cigarette executives and like, yeah, we really need to get some cigarette smoking in this sci-fi movie. And they're like, it takes place in space. You know, like, you can't, <laughs> you can't have a cigarette smoking in space. And they're like, no, 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 just invent the, like, space cigarette. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that you're allowed to do that in fiction. Um, I, I don't think that's bad. I think it's, I'm glad that they have some way of doing it. It's just very fun. It
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they probably could have, for the, uh, outside of, like, hacking a computer, like, there's a way to get a cat to carry a bottle of detergent. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I realize physics and how you yeah. can animate it and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Also, I know the team is, from what I understand, mostly two people. Oh, really? That's it. And the game looks gorgeous, but you—that makes a lot of sense of certain decisions. There's a room that you go into. I'm about two thirds of the way through the game, and I'm not going to spoil any major story beats here. But you go into a room that has a lot of art in it. Okay. And it's the same two pieces of art over and over and mm. over. And it yeah. looks fine, but it's like, oh wow, you, you. There just aren't a lot of assets that you made for this game. I I downloaded River City Ransom, the new River City Ransom, the exact same time as this game, and they're the same size.
1: Oh, that's funny. It's, it's like it, this is. I, I don't want to undercut it though. This is a gorgeous it game, like gorgeous. art design wise and like world design wise. I was instantly super invested. They have like their own alphabet that looks, like, very cool, and um, they, they're very good at having, like, the sort of landscape moments where you're standing above something and you get, like, a whole spread of everything in front of you. Um, looks absolutely gorgeous. You're saying that it was two people. That is fully stunning to me because it looks like a 30-person team at the very least. Like, it looks yeah. like a big game.
0: When the world is so consistent, our the reviewer at Polygon... And it's a fantastic review. It's one of the, my favorite reviews that we've published in recent memory. And everybody should go read it. But the point that they made was, wow, this really feels like Hong Kong. And I believe, like, even the, like, code name for this game was, like, HK Project. Huh. And it is dealing with a lot of the questions of the police state and the autocracy and the layers of wealth in this society. Um and obviously the visuals, the, the like, kind of persistence of uh, – I, I guess I would say like Orientalism as like a – not as a positive uh, in uh, cyberpunk. But it does a lot of it very well. Like it, it, it actually feels quite sensitive at times and it, it feels like it's trying to say something. And the point that they made was it wasn't until the credits rolled that they realized that this was a French studio. And they're like, on one hand, great. Like, these people did it. You know, they, <laughs> it doesn't feel insensitive. It feels like they are, um, they have something to say about this thing that they clearly care about. On the other hand, it is like still a bummer that a studio or a publisher like A24 is yet to kind of fund actual developers in Hong Kong. Yeah. Which would be nice. But again, that's, that's kind of a, a whole separate thing about the business. But I think that. That perspective of Hong Kong, I, I I would love for them to talk about it. I kind of doubt they will at this point.
1: Well, let me, I guess I should ask you, like, how? I mean, certainly Hong Kong isn't the only situation where there has been like a very aggressive police state sort of moving in on a free society and eventually sort of turning it into a disaster zone uh, or at least the yeah, pending one. I I just wouldn't want to like assume. Oh, this is literally Hong Kong versus yeah. like inspired by elements. Yeah,
0: I I think the reason why is the code name of the project being HK. Sure. and then them changing it. And again, like the long history of cyberpunk using imagery from like Eastern cultures. Yeah, and making it seem alien when in fact it's just normal. <laughs> yeah, to people who live in these nations and. It, you're, you're kind of just getting to the part in the game where the police state gets involved, but how the police state is involved is not a – it's not like a, an American or I would even say like a European crackdown the way it works. So I, I don't want to get too much because I, I worry that that gets into spoilers. And also, quite frankly, the reviewer says it so much better than I do. Um but I, I think whatever it is, wherever they pulled from, it felt like they had a very clear idea of what was inspiring them rather than this being bad cyberpunk, which is like, I don't know, super needles yeah. and biomutations and, you know, the police are here to kick ass and take names and they're bad, but also maybe you're the cop. And it's like, what the hell
1: are we Yeah, doing? there really needs to be some sort of like grounded reality to your science fiction for people to care like you need to have some familiarity to it and um i think you know certainly cyberpunk the video game had struggled on that front because there was really no analog to like everyday life in that game it was like very much
0: yeah. way too or out it, there
1: its analogs are like very
0: weird and like
1: kind of kind of sticky
0: yeah um uh anyway i want to talk about the 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 monsters in this game oh yeah which Zerks, they're called Zerks. Zerks, they look like,
1: I like tinier, like chibi head crabs. That's, I mean, there's no other way to describe them. If you know what a Half-Life head crab looks like, this is just a chibi Half-Life head crab. Spot on, exactly. Not even a question. Same color, too- same jumping bike physics. No eyes. It's it's every yeah. I mean, spot on.
0: Now, if like me. You are into
1: pimple popping. Ugh, videos. no, no, well, let's not.
0: <laughs> no, we we got we're we already going there.
1: Okay, they, we they, don't they, need. They, let's not get explicit because people will be grossed out. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, of course me. not. I would,
0: I would never do that. I would never do that. Okay, but okay. I will just describe what's in the game. They the way that they attack is they glom onto the cat.
1: Shit, yes, and they
0: like kind of like suck out its energy. They they engorge. And they, like, weigh it down. And when too many of them do that, that's, like, game over. Um, but you, uh, at a certain point, for a while, get a, a weapon. Maybe maybe it comes back. I have no idea. Uh, but you get some ultraviolet light that makes them, like, pop. Yes. Feels good.
1: Yeah, it's good. This is really where the game shifted for me. So, the, again, I, I was talking about the intro and the, like, no-talking intro. After you get to, like, the first town, which happens after the first hour or so, there's, like, a whole lot of talking, a whole lot of backstory, and you meet all sorts of characters, and you get, you know, as Plant mentioned, sort of, like, this weapon that you use for, like, a few sequences, and it turns into a very different game. I, even though I love the visuals, and I love the moving around the world and stuff like that, that game does not interests me nearly as much as the game I was playing previously, which was like a explore the world as a cat game versus mm. a action blowing alien little critters up game. I have good news for you. Okay,
0: it, it stops being that game. Okay, right on.
1: <laughs> Pretty quickly.
0: Um, so yeah, it, it, it this game's weird because I it's like there are three speeds to it. Yeah, which I guess is like good narrative pacing. Where, yeah, it starts out with that, like, hour, 45 minutes hour of, like, you're just a cat. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, here's a small open-world town. Solve some really basic puzzles and mysteries as a cat. Like, cool, now I get to explore. There's a little bit more motivation. And then after that, it's like, okay, now go save the day. And you're, like, have a a minute of of being kick-ass cat. Yeah. Who is, I mean, that... the. It's not like you're that powerful. It's mostly you running. Um but that is probably the shortest chunk and then from what I can tell after that it kind of starts the whole loop again. Yeah. Um and I think like that's how they do the act breaks. Um but the second city you go to which is right where you're just about to be at is considerably bigger. Considerably. Huh. Yeah, cuz like, the first city of, was pretty big. Uh yeah it's not just that it's big it's like dense with people yeah um but with these robot characters and i I would worry about that being a spoiler were it not in like all of the advertisements for the game um because i i at a certain point was like i guess they maybe just cut a lot as i was playing through it because i the game was so different than what my expectations were for it um off of all the advertisement that's looked like hey it's a busy cyberpunk world that just happens to
1: have a cat chilling around
0: um what what did you think of i mean for you the story the robots
1: does it work for you what i've played thus far it is a lot of telling and not showing for me Mm -hmm. a lot of like a lot of dialogue a lot of like a uh, fetch questy like we need four notebooks to progress the quest. a lot of like uh kind of point and click adventure gamey style like I'm cold and I won't do this thing unless you get me a blanket and to get that blanket, you need a piece of wire. That's yeah. the part where I'm like bummed because I think the the core gameplay is so strong and the visuals and everything and the music it's so so good it just felt like padded and not as great. And honestly, like everything that I've seen thus far, and I'm like probably three or four hours into the game at this point, I've not seen a single thing that couldn't have been done without dialogue. Like literally I yeah. could have learned about this world. and understood it. It would have been hard to pull this off, but I think possible using, you know, wall art and other tools to tell this story without, text scroll, text scroll, text scroll, of which there is quite a bit. Um, So I don't know. Maybe it's because I was thinking it was going to go one way and it went a completely different way that like my mind was already locked into that. But it just seems a little too talky for me. But when the game is not talking and like letting me just experience the world on my own, I'm like totally on board.
0: Yeah, I, I agree for the most part. I think the top level story is solid. I don't think it's like perfect yeah but I, I think it, I think it like has some propulsion to it which usually bad dialogue and bad plotting go hand in hand. That's not the case here. I think like I think the top level story is fine.
1: It was the just weird, weird thing, to me because the top level story should just be you're a cat, you want to escape, right?
0: Well, I mean,
1: they're they're wanting
0: to get into a lot more social stuff. Yeah, sure. Which is which is a tough
1: ask for a five. You know, it's a five hour game. Like,
0: yeah, the story is about these robots. Like, it it is. You know, you happen to fall here, and now you're going to learn all about them and their society. Yeah, I think the problem there is, yeah, you could have overheard a lot of that. The part that bums me out because I, I I don't know. I want to give this game a hand where I can it repeats a lot of the dialogue between characters. Yeah. So, like, you'll talk to, like, three robots, and they'll say the identical thing. Well,
1: they are robots, you... so in theory, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I, I, I kind of tried to rationalize that, but it gets to a point where...
1: Yeah, I, I mean, for people listening, they're like, oh, no, they're grumpy about this game. Like, I don't want you to Not think that we don't like the game because I actually do genuinely, genuinely like the game um, there are just parts of it that I think maybe could have been a little bit stronger, but then again, I haven't beaten it yet, so I might yeah. feel completely differently once I finish it. Um, that being said, though, man, if you love cats, there are not very many games that star a cat. In fact, off the top of my head, I don't know. Garfield. Garfield. Heath he's Cliff. in a number of racing games. Um I mean,
0: there will be more. I mean, we'll talk about it after the break. Yeah, I have one. I I, I just want to say before we go to the break, I love this game. I, I'm actually totally fine with like the whatever dialogue. Yeah, I don't know if you're playing this on Steam Deck.
1: I'm I'm playing it on um, PlayStation, which I'm actually yeah. really glad I did nice. because they spent a lot of time getting all the haptics really right. So Ooh. when you like get. this is weird when you get licked by another cat very early in the game it like rumbles in your controller or like when you're purring when you're taking a nap it does like a really good rumble on the controller there's Um, an
0: entire button
1: dedicated to purring yes that well there's a meow button yes yeah yeah so um no it's been great it's been good on steam deck oh i mean incredible it
0: looks so good on it i mean it's obviously not perfect but it looks so good and it's such a chill game that I think, again, I went into this early suspect. I was worried that it was going to be another vibe game that I could not get into that was more of like a gift maker. Yeah, that's um, what I was
1: expecting as well.
0: Than a game, and quite the opposite. Um, Weirdly, if anything, I, I think it could be more of that at times. Yeah. Um, but Yeah, I, I mean, I just love that you, everything you do in this game, we talked about this at the very top. You just do cat shit. Like you lay down on somebody to cuddle up or you scratch at a door or you knock something off of a wall. And that happens to progress the story. Yeah, But you never have a moment where it's like, oh, the cat knows how to type a password. There's actually (laughs) keyboards that you can type onto the computer and then the computer's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, you'll stand on
1: it as gibberish. My favorite cat moment is pretty early on because you get this vest that carries the robot around. (laughs) And the second you get the vest put on you, you're basically like the cat just freezes in place like a real cat would be and just starts like walking very awkwardly. And the robot's <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, you'll get you'll get used to it, don't worry. Um, they, clearly a lot of love for cats and, and a very authentic cat recreation game, if ever there was one. Okay,
0: now we're going to take a break and we're going to come back, come back, and we're going to talk about uh, each of our top three animal games. Games where you get to play as an animal. And I promise that I have a cat game right at the top. Meow meowmix, Meow mix, please deliver the second half of this episode. Hello, everybody. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here to talk about our top three animal games. Games where you play as an animal it puts you in the paws of beasts of burden here is my number one not my number one i don't want to not order they are no specific order okay yes my i'm, I'm cheating with the top because it's two games that i think are like equally important it's 1994 lion king comes out on the sega genesis
1: Now, was this one of the situations where the Lion King on Super Nintendo was different from the one on Genesis? I think they might be slightly different. I believe the Sega Genesis is also a Capcom game, as
0: I Google it. Um, But, you know, it's like part of that style, Aladdin, Toy Story. There's a whole set of these games. Um, This was Westbrook Studios. So, not Capcom. I was definitely wrong there um anyway it's a good game i recommend people check it out but while everybody is playing that because it's all my friends were into for i don't know probably like three or four months a year later lion comes out on the pc and have you do you even know what lion is no okay so i played a disgusting amount of this game in elementary school i was as as you know fresh uh in the midwest in the middle of nowhere And I got into the gifted program, but my school had no budget. No, 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 no. That sounds fancy. My school had no budget. So really what that meant was we know that you will be a nuisance in class because you're bored. Yeah. So we're going to take you out of class, put you in the basement of the school with five other kids and basically just like throw books at you. Mm. You have a computer just like, I don't know. Three hours uh, every other day where you just stop talking during class because you're a pain in all of these teachers' asses. Um, They had one computer that was the first, like, computer added to our school since the 1990s. Everything else was from the 80s. And it was brand new, so it had this game on it, Lion, which was made by a theologist (laughs) who had worked with, like, Shelley Duvall and Dennis Miller and then was like, you know what I need to make after that? A lion simulation, like kind of like immersive sim. So it had different modes, and you could play an RPG mode, which, like, whatever, sure, cool. You could also just play an open-world, like, don't-starve simulation where you had to, like, hunt and eat and, like, find watering holes and just stay alive across multiple seasons. It was utterly fucking wild for the time. And I played just tons and tons and tons and tons of this game um and uh then i was like yeah i mean that that probably was made by ea or something right no i looked back at this studio literally last night like hey what happened to it literally right after it releases this game it effectively goes on oh <laughs> yeah the, it turns out i don't blame lion they were also <laughs> making um the dennis miller games for the 3DO, so I think they may have just been bad at business. Yeah,
1: maybe. Uh, (laughs) I just like the cover of this game, because it's just a lion totally going to town on a wildebeest, like, just taking (laughs) a big chunk out of the wildebeest, and that's what's on the cover.
0: So, look, can you find the the cover for its prequel? Before it, there was a game called (laughs) Wolf. Oh, God. Can you you tell me what's happening in that one? How do you
1: know it's a uh,
0: prequel? Well, it came out before, you know, like... It was this successor. You not? sure you're not talking Oh, wolf. It? Here it is. Wolf, yeah.
1: Okay, so Wolf looks like wow. One half of it is a wolf's eye and the other half of the face is a human eye. It it suggests
0: a bit of wolfman. Yes. You know, I think they're like hoping that people will get confused and buy this education. Do you think these are
1: t- are you sure these are tied together with like the same developer?
0: Same developer. Yeah, they're made like literally within a year. Wow. Or
1: two. They could have just done all the animals. That would have been their future.
0: Yeah, instead, they made Dennis Miller a video game for the 3DO. Yeah. I can't I can't believe it. Wow, didn't Wolf work. was really well-received. Both of these games are. You should, uh, legit, I think these games would probably hold up okay. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay, wh- what about you? What's What's one of yours?
1: Um, I don't know if it's cheating to pick animals that wear clothes, but Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Goddamn, that was a good game. For the game. NES? It was on the NES. oh
0: yeah, and it this was is Capcom.
1: It, this was a Capcom game co-op game, great co-op game. You could uh it was the first time that I remember playing a game where you could pick your co-op body up and throw them. Yes, um, and man, did I do that quite a bit? I do not think I ever got very far past that first level because the first level just devolves into trolling the other player. Mm-hmm. but super fun. Uh, and you know they play with that whole like oh everything's giant because you're a chipmunk, um, yeah. I don't know that game rocked. Yeah,
0: I this was the first and last video game I played with my mom. Oh, um, she was so excited to have a video game that we could play together. And then I just thought it was the funniest shit. In the world. Oh, so you I just, just trolled her, her pit, the whole time? Which she eventually she somehow talked me into the idea of like oh but what if you carried me to the end?
1: Oh, so like, you were a literal like character.
0: So, yeah, so it was that was fun. Yeah. And then after that, there weren't many games like that where <laughs> it, it's funny. It would be like today, I think it would be like a kid parent mode, but it was the opposite then. Yeah. Like, oh, the kid can help the parent. Yeah. Um, that game, oh, it rules. Uh, Mosey has a sticker for a re release of that video game on his bedroom door. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Every day I see it. It makes me so happy. Um, okay, my next one, Mr. Mosquito. Are mosquitoes animals?
1: Are you for real? (laughs) Are you you for real? I I mean, I just don't think of bugs as animals. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I know they are, are animals, but it just, that doesn't seem like an animal to me. It's of course it's an animal. I know, but like it, I don't know. I realize it's not like a mammal situation. That's, oh, but like but animal, why? like <laughs> like some. Oh, I have an animal in my house. If uh-huh. someone said that to you, you wouldn't think they have a cockroach in their house. <laughs> oh, that, that
0: is true. That is true. Like, oh my gosh, my house has hundreds of animals in it, and you're like, what? And They're like ants. <laughs> I have an ant infestation. Yeah, I can see how that's a problem. Yeah. Um, anyway, this game was made by Zoom, not the 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 software, but a company called Zoom, which I'm gonna guess nobody's heard of. I think the most famous thing they made other than this was a robot fighting series called Zero Divide. Mm. Did you play any of those? No. Yeah, I, I don't think. But this is did. Mr. Mosquito. Yes, I, I'm I'm trying to you know like fill in some people lights. should know T- what it T- is history. This is Mr. Mosquito, released in 2002 for the PlayStation 2, and you are a mosquito mm. to scale who has been, I don't know, trapped. You have entered the Yamada family's house and your one and only goal is to suck their blood. Yeah. And it is great. It You fly around, you suck blood, and you are a, honestly a huge creep. Uh, there's like a very famous moment where you fly around a woman in a bathtub and the goal is to suck her blood without her noticing. Is that good? No, I'm not going to stand by it. <laughs> Is it famous? Yes, it is. Um, I guess there was a sequel to it that I just learned about that was set in Hawaii. Never came out to America. I can't imagine why. (laughs) I'm going to have to guess it was a mix of not selling well and being super creepy. Um, That said, still pretty fun. Yeah. Still pretty fun game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would say all of the... I've seen gameplay of this and not just the bath level. Like All of the levels are like Mm -hmm. weird voyeur, like... Let me sneak up on this sleeping woman. <laughs> it's it, it's, a weird, it's a weird pick, Chris Plant, but you know what? You're stuck with it, and there's nothing we can do about that. No, I'm happy. And You know
0: what? If this is what gets me canceled, <laughs> it'll be a good way to go. <laughs>
1: Mr. Mosquito <laughs> brought him down. Uh, my game is Echo the Dolphin, where you play as a dolphin. And you know what? We were just talking about this cat game where I kind of wish there was more just straight-up cat stuff. There is so much straight up dolphin stuff in Echo the Dolphin. Uh, you swim around to the dolphin. Mm-hmm. You shoot echolocation beams at other things to like communicate. You talk to whales uh, and you like you know groove about the ocean and like complete quests and stuff. There might be aliens in it. I'm tr- it's been a while since I've played, but I don't know, man. It feels like a very authentic animal game.
0: Do you, you remember the story of Echo the Dolphin?
1: I remember, okay, this is what I remember from the very beginning, uh-huh, and it's, uh-huh. again, been a while. You're swimming in the ocean. Mm-hmm. You're having a great day. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, something happens where all the animals get, like, sucked up into the sky. Can I, can I read you the Wikipedia? Uh, how, how far off am I?
0: The game opens with Echo, a bottlenose dolphin, as he and a, his pod are swimming in their home bay. A podmate challenges Echo to a game to see how high he can jump into the air. Oh, yeah. When he is in the air, a giant water spout forms and sucks up all marine life in the bay except Echo, leaving him alone in the bay. I'm not going to read the rest. I will just skip ahead to the beginning of the next paragraph. Echo travels to the sunken city of Atlantis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't think dolphins are doing that on the regs? I mean, I just hell of a jump hell of hell of a twist i mean it was a literal hell of a jump <laughs> that's, that's true yeah i
0: wonder if it's like that he got like sucked through kind of a space time waterspout.
1: i think if you stuck a camera on a dolphin and just watched it for a year at least once it would probably go to atlantis yeah that's probably
0: right i, I it's like really hard to argue with that yeah um uh okay uh the last game that i have is tokyo jungle um, Tokyo Jungle came out on the PS3 in 2012. Um, our buddy Ollie Welsh wrote about this just recently at Polygon because the game is streaming on PS Plus Premium. And you might be wondering, guys, why have you not talked about PS Plus Premium? Because I don't know anybody was using it at all. It's so weird. It's weird. It's just like massive, it, It's it seems like a legitimate competitor to Game Pass for Sony. And yet like, The rollout of it has just been bad. It's so confusing. But anyway, Tokyo Jungle's on it. And between that and MotorStorm, I don't know. Maybe it's worth giving it a try just for these games. Um, He said, Ali said that, like, it feels like a roguelike invented by someone who had never heard of a roguelike. And I think that's pretty spot on because I I don't remember the specifics, but basically Sony publishes this, right? Mm -hmm. But then the studio that makes it, I guess, has, like, practically no experience making a video game and the result shows as in like it can look really nice and then it's just utter chaos it seems to, how's like, it about an care. animal though oh that's a good question so the reason thank you for bringing me back to the important part <laughs> you, you really keep me <laughs> on try. track i appreciate it i don't know how i'd do this without you um so the premise is that kind of like echo the dolphin all humans just disappeared <laughs> Out of nowhere, they're just gone. Sure. And now animals are inheriting Tokyo. And you play as a whole variety of them. You can be like a giraffe or a cow or baby chickens or like uh, a lost Pomeranian. Um, and then the animals are just out here fighting for survival. Yeah. You know? And I think like that's if there is like one game that I think captures the idea of how weird the animal kingdom is, I think it would be this one. Because, like, you know. what would happen if we just let all these different types of animals chill out in the same city block?
1: Spiders, ants. It would probably be bad. Cockroaches. All the animals. Yeah.
0: It would be a bloodbath.
1: Yeah. Um. What's your final game?
0: Tunic. Oh, You He plays okay.
1: a cute little fox, and he runs around, and he does dope shit. That game is awesome. Man, I want more people to, like, experience Tunic the way I did, which is just, like, keeping a very detailed notebook. It was so much fun. And uh, you don't really, Yeah. he doesn't feel like a fox. No. I mean, he looks like a fox. I mean, it's just, He's, kind you of know. cheating. You think it's cheating? Hey, uh, hey, I hey, have hey. a backup if you think that's cheating. Yeah, I, I think so. Okami. Okay, okay, that's not cheating. Okami is a game, I don't remember when it came out, probably early 2000s, uh, made by Capcom. And you play as a wolf god, Okami, who uh, runs around saving the world. And you're just like a wolf and you, I think you have a sword in your mouth or yeah. something. And um, it's super awesome. It's the art style is all like um, painterly. It's not cell shaded but like an oil painting and the whole game looks like that. So it's gorgeous. And um, yeah, I really dug it. Uh, that was, that was a dope game. Yeah. Uh, I, and very, very animal centric.
0: One of my favorite bits of dumb video game history is that game originally came out on the PS2. And again, yes. the whole point of the game, the whole selling point is this game is gorgeous, that it is kind of a, a, a in reference to, you know, classic Japanese art. Beautiful. And then it comes out on the Wii and the box art has an IGN watermark on it because they, they just <laughs> took the art off of IGN's webpage and then put it and made it the box art.
1: I love it it's so good you know what you gotta save time and money where you can
0: <laughs> <It's> so good <laughs> copy paste baby I just oh, it just it makes me so happy um uh, I think that's it I think we named we our it. favorite our favorite animal games we did man what a nice time um should we take a, a real quick break no okay. <laughs> 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 let's keep fun uh, going. I always forget. Um, yeah, let's talk about our recommendations for the week. Any, any let's do it. Final things. You're going to bring a game that I feel like we have talked about on the Besties, no fewer than 500 times.
1: That's true, but there is a reason I'm bringing it.
0: Yes, and it, and
1: it's not near or Zelda. Also true. Uh, I'm bringing Dead Cells. Now it's been a while since we've talked about Dead Cells, probably at least a year, if not more. Um, Dead Cells, for those that don't remember, don't know, uh, uh, side-scrolling, roguelike, Metroidvania, where you're like this headless ninja guy, and um, you get new abilities and powers and random drops, and you start from scratch every time you die. Um, It's a game that I played a ton of when it first came out, which was a few years ago. I played it on Switch, I played it on PC, an absolute tonne. And then I put it to a side, I put it to the side, as we all do, and haven't really touched it since last week when I downloaded it on the Steam Deck and was kind of blown away by just how much has been added to Dead Cells since it was released. There's been like 21 content updates, uh, like four d- paid DLC packs, one free DLC pack, and A lot of that, as I mentioned, was just like, you know, somewhat paid. Like, you could pay $5 and you get a few new levels and stuff like that. But almost all of that was like free additions uh, that they've made to the game. And one of the newest free additions they made to the game, which is what brought me back to it, and it is an accessibility mode to Dead Cells. Now, Dead Cells, when it first came out, and even today, extremely hard game. I beat it once and only once, and it... That successful run took me like an hour of very, very, very careful play where every single move I made was like carefully thought out and delicate and like Spelunky-esque in that way. I really like took my time to make sure I beat the game. But who got time for that these days? And so (laughs) what I did was I popped on Dead Cells. I went into the accessibility mode and I was like, I just want to see as much as I can about this game. So I went nuts. I dropped enemy health down to 20%. I increased my health by 100% or whatever it is. Um, added all sorts of the helpers. I can still die. It's not like I'm immune from damage, but uh, I was able to basically turn the game into a action game that didn't require me to know every single weapon synergy and every single combo and how you know I should handle each boss. Just so I could like kind of experience it, and it's a reminder of how great it can be if you add that stuff. Even as a developer, like how much more of your audience you can be reaching by adding those level, uh, that level of like, like tweaking. Yeah, to make it. I mean, just free. Like it's free. It's yeah. People can sort of approach it the way they want to approach it. Um, I had a similar experience with Rogue Legacy 2, which launched with accessibility features called uh, House Rules, and you could tweak a lot of the different settings. And it actually got me over some humps where I thought that the game balancing wasn't quite right, and I was able to like tw- kind of work my way around that. So um, Dead Cells, if you found the game to be too hard when you first played it, download it again. The uh, accessibility mode is free for all players, and uh, I think you'll get a lot more enjoyment out of it at this time around. You're, they have all the unlocks. You, you're not going to be missing anything if you use this mode. Um, it's I I think it's a great addition. And so, um, yeah, more games should do it. Okay,
0: I'm going to download it.
1: You should. <laughs> Damn it. Great for Steam Deck. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, mine is... It's so hot out across, like, most of the country, and especially for, well, I I think our European listeners are finally getting a break. Um, But I wanted to pick a movie that cool cool people down, and that movie is The Empty Man on HBO Max. (laughs) So do you know about The Empty Man? I know about The Gray Man. No, 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 no. (laughs) This is quite different than The Gray Man. Um, As in, this movie is actually watchable. Sure. Um, uh, The Empty Man is this horror movie uh, made by uh, a guy named David Pryor. Uh, And it was, he, he, I believe. Oh, wait.
1: I actually know this movie.
0: Yeah? He was David Fincher's. Um, I believe director of photography or no. Yeah. It's like an indie. It became like a cult hit. Yes. It came out during the pandemic. Yeah. So it kind of just got lost. And I think it was also one of those movies that maybe it was like 20th century Fox had it. Is that right? I feel like it was one of those movies where during a whole bunch of acquisitions and mergers that happened during the pandemic, it kind of got like handed around to people who didn't want it and then just got dumped. Um, So... It's a horror movie. It is not perfect, but it's ambitious as all hell. And if you like movies that are just trying something that you've never seen before, this is great at that. The first 15 minutes of this, it's set in the snow on a mountain climb. It's pretty much a standalone movie. I mean, quite literally, you could watch it just as your own little horror movie. And I think you should. I actually think that would be a great idea. And then uh, if you have more time for like the, I think it's like two and a half, three hours, whatever it is. Wait, what? Yeah, it's a long movie. Three hour horror uh, movie? Me, how, nah, it's, it can't be that long. I just remember <laughs> it being like really long and me being <gasps> shocked. I'm checking right now. It's two hours, 17 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty long. That's long, long, long for, an for an horror movie, right? Really. That's pretty long. Um. Uh. But yeah, if you don't have time for that, just watch the first 15 minutes. You get to see... A monster in that time, and it is utterly terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it is so
1: upsetting.
0: Um, so, so I will, yeah,
1: I will admit, yeah, it's worth obviously not telling people what happens because I know there's some hooks to it. I will admit, th- this is one of the many horror movies that I have read the complete synopsis of on Wikipedia without having seen the movie. Yeah, that sounds right. I do that with, I, as you know, I hate uh, spoilers. I'm very anti spoiler, but I also am too scared for most horror movies, mm-hmm. and this is certainly one of them. So I read the synopsis. It sounded great. I, I think it's like very interesting story. So if you're interest, you're interested in like kind of twisty, uh, weird, um, unexpected horror movies. Boom. Yeah, the Empty Man. And
0: I mean, the first fifteen minutes are kind of what most people today would think of as horror, but the rest of the movie is more of that kind of thriller menacing horror that i was much more popular in the 70s kind of before the slasher boom um yeah yeah so that's that i think that is it we did it that is it what did we talk about today today we talked about stray we talked about our favorite uh animal games mine was hey you know what we actually both brought four lion king lion mr mosquito tokyo jungle and you brought chip and dale on the nes Echo the Dolphin on the Genesis, not the Dreamcast version. Tunic and Okami. And then uh, your recommendation is Dead Cells, which I am literally downloading onto my Steam Deck. And mine is The Empty Man, which is available to stream right now on HBO Max. Next, resties. I don't know. That's a while. You, that's... At
1: one point you suggested on Twitter that we we're going to do live alive. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. I, gonna I don't happen. think I can. I don't think I could talk you into it. Yeah, I'm sure it's lovely, but it's not a good idea. Yeah.
0: I mean, so an idea that Fresh and I uh, have considered is the best games of 2025.
1: That's yeah. We'll, we'll have to flesh that out. I think a little more. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll
0: see. We'll see where we're at.
1: Uh, I think there's some good stuff coming out. I'm, I, I, you will be pleasantly surprised, I think, by the next Resties. <laughs> Me or the audience?
0: Both of us. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Um, cool. Well, until the next time, uh, he's Russ Frostick. I'm Chris Plant. We're the Resties. Uh, this is a podcast where the rest of the best discuss the best of the rest. We will see you later. Resties!